श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए सीधा जी को पाओ की जाए को भक्त बिंदु की जाए को प्रेमानंद रिबो सो मिस्टर मी विथ यू ऑल दिस इवनिंग हियर इन मारवान एंड औदारिया सो वी शुड ट्यून इन सारग्राही to our uh, I think you can do that on Skype there a little bit uh, later though what time is it there must be 2 hours difference so what time is it now it's a little late a little late for them to start the class alas so are there any questions any topics that you would like to discuss yes it's oh. like two questions in one two questions in one okay why there are many types of bhakti and what is like raganuga bhakti because mm-hmm. i was reading it but it was like just a little bit but it's not enough like okay. so your question is why there are many types of bhakti and what is raganuga bhakti the second part of your question is a long answer and i gave a series <laughs> of classes here for a month on what is raganuga bhakti which are all available to be downloaded um from our site very uh worth listening to but i will nonetheless answer in 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 brief what is raganuga bhakti but um with regard to your first question why there are many kinds of bhakti hmm? well um and there are um first let me start um by answering your question uh, uh through pointing out that there are many kinds of people hmm? so there are many types of motivations many types of desires hmm? and in a very basic sense as i often point out there are three kinds of desires desires to acquire things hmm? uh d- desires to be free from things <coughs> and then there's desire to give things and to give oneself so to put it in a in a godia context there's karma and there's gyan and there's bhakti and so these are three basic motivations in life in a sense they play out in many ways not just in relation to a spiritual path but in ordinary life people many people want to acquire things and even after acquire them acquiring them after getting them many people want to get rid of them because they become a burden or they turn out to be different than what they thought they were and so on and so forth or some people wisely realize that things are not the best things in life but consciousness or the self is and so maybe in a spiritual way they want to pursue um the the freedom that will come from letting go of things because you if you want things of course you're 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 stuck you have to go after them and when you get them you have to protect them and so they tend to they tend to bind us if you will so um some people want to get 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 unbound get get free and so forth and then some people uh want to love so 
uh, but even within material life, in everyday life, there are these two sides, boga and tiag. I want to get something, I want to get away from something. Hmm? I do something, I act, and I get an experience that uh, satisfies me for the moment, but then I, I, I think about it and I think it's not good, I don't want to do it, so I, I, I don't want I I reject it. Then I do it again. Then I reject it again. Then I do it again. So material life moves like this. Bogatyag. Enjoying, renouncing, enjoying, renouncing. Not in any systematic way for God consciousness. Just the general course of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, from a spiritual then uh, point of view, there are people who, or from a, let's say, a religious and a spiritual point of view, there are people that want to acquire things and they want to acquire things knowing that everything belongs to someone, so they ask him for the things. Hmm? They ask God for the things. This is the karma mark. Then there are people who are wise and realize, well, God himself is not a thing, but rather consciousness, and so am I, so I'd rather have a union and get closer to God by giving up things and not asking God for things, but asking to be one with God and... In, in, in principle, hmm, as a unit of consciousness. So, those two types of people, hmm, they, um, in order to be successful in their pursuit, they have to have a little bhakti in their life. Just like in India, the system of Varnashram is a system for acquiring things, hmm, basically, in a lawful way because it acknowledges everything belongs to, to God. So, let me ask his permission for things, rather than just taking them and ignoring him. Hmm? And so in all the rituals and all of the um, uh, rules that govern Varnashram and so forth, within them there is uh, worship of Vishnu hmm? is included. Hmm? And so, worship of Vishnu is bhakti. Right, but such people don't do bhakti as a kind of bhakti. Hmm? Why do they do bhakti? Because they want things, and they know if I do this part of the varnashram, obeisance to Vishnu, whatever, then then I'm going to get the things that I want. Hmm? I've given an example before that when we were young and Prabhupada first took us to India. And uh, we would go into the market in Vrindavan to shop. Hmm? And so we were bringing money from the West into Vrindavan to buy things for the deities and the temples and buy dhotis and murdangas and cartels and so forth. And so the, the merchants were getting a kind of income that they weren't um, accustomed to and they were quite happy with that. And so when we come back the next year, then in some of the merchants' shops we would find a picture of Prabhupada. Hmm? So we would think, oh, he, 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 he's a devotee of, of Prabhupada, of our guru, so let's shop there. Hmm? Do you understand? So he's worshipping Prabhupada so that you will come and buy from his shop because he knows if I worship Prabhupada, if I put his picture up, people will come here and buy from, from, him, from me. So we laugh at that because we don't, well, there's not much bhakti there. Hmm? But there's some. Hmm? He holds the picture up. He thinks Prabhupada's great. He's giving me money. Hmm? Um, and this is how it works. 
if you worship Prabhupada, these people give you money. So uh, it's a similar idea. So if we worship Vishnu, then 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 the ritual will be complete, or uh, however the worship of Vishnu fits in, and it does in Varnashram. But the motive is different. The motive is for getting things, and they're successful in getting the things by by including that element of bhakti, because. If Krishna doesn't sanction it, then if God doesn't sanction it, then we can't get the things. So there's, see, there's a, that's a kind of bhakti. You can understand why there's a kind of bhakti like that, because of why some people are the way they are. Hmm? Some people want things. Hmm? Then there's the people who don't want things, they want to get away from things. Hmm? And, um, and, uh, and they, they know because, because they've looked more carefully into the scriptures. The ordinary people in the Varnashram, hmm, in the Hindu system, they read the scriptures and the scriptures tell you how to get things. You do this ritual and you say this mantra and perform this yagya and then you get the things. Hmm? And so they study that part of the scriptures and they, they learn how to work with the sacred texts in order to acquire the things they want. A good son, a good daughter, a better house, or, or whatever it is. Hmm? And so, those people that don't want things, hmm, generally, they've already had the things, they've gone through that part, and they realize, I've got what I don't have. And they, they read a little further in the description, they realize all things that you get are temporary, and you can't keep them. And, and so, they start to think a little bit more deeply. So they go a little deeper into the book. They go from the Purva Mimamsa, from the beginning section, which is very long, to the Uttar Mimamsa, which is quite short in comparison. Hmm. But sometimes good things come in small packages. Hmm. Right? They say in Zen that uh, small is big, right? So they, the, 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 the Uttar Mimamsa, the last part, this is about Brahman, about consciousness. It has less customers, but so does a real diamond store. If you go to a to the to the um, what's it called in town here? You know the <coughs> store Maxi Pada. The other one, you know the was a shoot off of the Walmart. Uh, it's at the end of the when you turn left, you know, towards Liberia. It's right on the right there. Well, this changed its name then. Oh, okay. Maxi Bodega. Okay, anyway, so you are the Maxi Bodega. They sell jewelry there too. Hmm? And there's a lot of people in there, a little bit. They sell, they sell a little bit of everything, right? But if you go to a diamond store, a real diamond store, there's only going to be a few customers. Hmm? It's not very busy there. How do they make their money? Because one diamond costs so much. So if one person in the whole month buys a diamond, the store is successful, something like that. So, um, so valuable things may not have as many customers. Hmm? So the Vedanta, the end portion of the Veda, hmm? <coughs> about consciousness, less people interested there. Hmm? And um, but in time, someone may go there and lose interest in things and so forth, and then then they. They have st- read some of the statements of scripture that if to attain mukti, 
and be free from things and thoughts as well, to be free from them, because things are only extensions of our thoughts, in a sense. So you can't just be free from things, you have to be free from thought also, to get mukti. So they want mukti, and they've, they've read the scriptures a little more carefully, and they understand statements like, just by chanting, even even the shadow of the name, you can get mukti. Hmm? And, uh, and and by uh, by by attending the Ratha Yatra, you can get mukti. And and the efficacy of bhakti with regard to its capacity to give mukti is celebrated throughout the scriptures. So they think, hmm, it's not easy to get mukti. There are many statements. It's not easy to get mukti. It's not easy. It's difficult. And there are difficult practices for attaining it. But there's an easy course. Hmm? And if you study carefully enough, you realize there's no course. That means to say, without bhakti, there's no mukti. Hmm? Um, so they factor bhakti, a little bhakti, into their mukti, into their pursuit of mukti. Hmm? And uh, maybe they factor a lot of bhakti, quantitatively, into their desire for mukti. But the quality which is what you're asking about, different qualities of bhakti, different kinds of bhakti. The quality of the bhakti, hmm, that is different from the kind of bhakti that we practice. It's a different kind of quality. That is a bhakti with a view to use bhakti for mukti. So the motive, the, they may do lots of bhakti, artik, kirtan, everything, but their motive is different. I'll give you a nice example. In, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, <coughs> Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, hmm? son uh, of, uh, was son of, no, Tapan Mishra, hmm? living in Banaras. Hmm? And he left Banaras to go and visit Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Jagannath Puri. So along with him came one devotee who was a Ram Bhakta, and he was constantly chanting the name of Ram. Hmm? And Gopal Bhatta, or Gopal, uh, Raghunath Bhatt, Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, who became the great Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, he was traveling with him and assisting him and serving him and thinking, you know, he's such a nice Ram Bhakti, he's always chanting the name of Ram. And so they arrived in Jagannath Puri, and it was told to to to, to Mahaprabhu hmm, that the son of Tapan Mishra has come. Hmm? Tapan Mishra was very dear to Chaitanya Dev. Tapan Mishra was living in Nabadweep, Nadia area. And he he wanted to know what is the goal of life. He was <laughs> pressed like this; his mind was pressing. What's the goal of life? What's the purpose of life? What what? Is, and he, and then he had a dream that night. Hmm? And um, what happened in the dream? Uh, a, a, a Brahman appeared before him and told him that the, the goal of life is, is, is can be attained by chanting the Harinam. Indeed, the chanting is the goal of life. Then he woke up the next day and he met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, and so he got instruction from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, uh, and then Mahaprabhu told him, go to Banaris, where there's no devotees. He thought, well, what's wrong with me? Why Mahaprabhu is sending me away from all the devotees? Chandrasekhar was also sent there. So the two of them went. They realized later on that they had been sent there because Mahaprabhu planned to go there and convert so many Mayavadis. He needed a devotee's house to stay in. Hmm? So... They provided that when he came. One day they went to bathe 
at the uh, um, debating dot, and and Tapan Mishra saw a beautiful sannyasin. Hmm? He was so stunned by his beauty. Hmm? He, he 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 didn't know what to make of it, and then he came, his thought came. I had heard that Nimai Pandit, with long black beautiful hair of Nabadweep, had taken sannyas, and, he, and his mind put it together. This must be Nimai Pandit, who enlightened me about the goal of life, who sent me. And sure enough, and so they they gave him the place to stay, and from his from their house he. Conversed and, and converted many Maya bodies. Hmm? So, the son of Tapan Mishra was very dear to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? When he heard the son of Tapan Mishra is coming, Mahaprabhu wanted to see him. Hmm? Bring him here. So they brought Raghunath Bhatt to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Mahaprabhu blessed him. Raghunath Bhatt was very, um, uh, very uh, attached to Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? He used to sing Srimad Bhagavatam in, in different meters. Hmm? Um, I, I think five different meters he would sing in and, and repeat the Bhagavatam. Today in Vrindavan, there are the followers in the lineage of Raghunath Bhatt. Hmm? And um, <coughs> they consider him to be like an incarnation of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? They worship him like that. I visited them. Hmm? Did uh, some kirtan and... Harikata with them once many many years ago. Hmm. So so uh, he was a very uh, 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 much blessed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. He was a son of Mahaprabhu's devotee. Of course, he became devotee of Mahaprabhu. He's the great Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, one of the famous six Goswamis. At any rate, the, the, the Raghunath Bhatta asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu a question. Hmm. He said that I've come all this way and I'm not well known for anything, but I've come with so and so and he's a Ram Bhakta and everybody knows he's a great Ram Bhakta. But you did not call him to see him, but you've called me. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu said, Oh, huh? He's not interested in me. But he's always chanting Ram Nam. Ram, Ram, Ram. Yes, he's chanting, but he wants to merge in Brahman. Hmm? But I have no interest in him because he's not interested in me. Hmm? To be interested in me and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna, then that means service. That means love. Means doing something, hmm? not just getting away from things and the trouble that comes with pursuing them and maintaining them and protecting them and the trouble that they cause, <laughs> even by having them, and so forth. Uh, the Gyani wants he's, he's loving. He's loving life. This is his interest. Only to love, to be, to go, to, to, to take it easy. Hmm? So, that's why Bhaktivinoda Thakur, when he accused uh, this uh, Bhaktisiddhanta, oh, you want to be an ease lover like the Maya bodies. You don't want to preach. Then he said, I cannot be like a Maya body in any way. If even remotely my life rem- resembles a Maya body, I would changed it immediately and became a great preacher, Bhaktisiddhanta. So, my point here is what? That that sometimes these jnanis or, or uh, per- persons who want to merge into Brahman, hmm, they know from scripture that it's only possible with bhakti. So they do lots of bhakti, quantitatively. But the quality of their bhakti is different. 
It's different from the bhakti in Varnashram. Hmm? They don't just put the picture of Prabhupada up and, or Vishnu up, or they're devotees of Krishna coming this week. Everybody, get out your Krishna pictures and put them up in the market. Next week, there's a pilgrimage coming, many buses of devotees of Shiva. Put the Shiva picture up, something like this. So that won't bring that won't bring bhakti rasa. Hmm? So that's a different quality of bhakti. In jnan, bhakti for mukti, that's of a different quality. Hmm? The quantity is larger than often than you'll than you'll find in 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 varnashram, but the quality is not such that it will endear Krishna. Hmm? So, because they have a certain desire, and they understand from Scripture to fulfill it, bhakti is required. They do bhakti for that purpose. So, this is a different kind of bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti mixed with gyan, bhakti mixed with karma, and then we have ananya bhakti, shuddha bhakti, uttam bhakti. These are all different names for the same kind of bhakti that speaks about a third quality of bhakti. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And Rupa Goswami has very nicely dis- defined that. He's taken verse from Nard uh, Pancharatra. What is that verse? Sarva Padi Venir Muktam Tatpurat Venir Manam Rishikena Rishikesha Sevadam Bhaktir Uchite. And, well, he didn't use that one, but he, and from um, hmm? Kapil Muni. Yeah, Kapila Kapila Muni from the third canto of Bhagavatam. I forget his verse, but he's given a nice, also, definition of bhakti. There's another beautiful definition of bhakti in Bhagavatam also. Sabai pum samparo dharma yato bhakti Some proceeded to. Rupa, Shri Rupa, in defining bhakti, with his verse, anyabhilashita sunyam gyan karmadi anabhita manukulena krishnanu shilam bhakti rutam. He, Cites from Narad Pancharatra. He cites from Bhagavatam, Kapilamuni's verse. He doesn't cite this verse of Sutta Goswami, but he draws from it. And his definition takes all of these uh, definitions of bhakti into consideration. Uh, they're all about Shuddha Bhakti. They're all found in his verse and something a little more concise. Hmm? This is the, the beautiful contribution of Sri Rupa Goswami. There's no more comprehensive treatise on bhakti than bhakti rasamrita sindhu the ocean of the of uh, the immortal nectar ocean of bhakti rasa hmm? um, the closest thing that to it would be the narada bhakti sutras and it's very different very very far away i mean narada bhakti sutras is also speaking about uttam bhakti but the extent to which Rupa Goswami has dealt with bhakti and different kinds of bhakti. Now we've gone through three kinds, and you can understand why there are three kinds, because there are different motives. Bhakti for things, bhakti to get away from things, for freedom, hmm? and now bhakti for, for Bhagwan, bhakti for love. Hmm? So this is of a different, different quality. And within the context of bhakti for the pleasure of Bhagwan, there are There are, there are two basic kinds, hmm? and I think this is maybe where your interest lies. There's interest in loving Krishna or God, Narayan, hmm? in, in 
reverentially. Om Narayan. Somebody on Facebook asked to be my friend. Hmm? He called himself Shivasan Narayanam or something. Some uh, some very Vaikunthesque type of name he had. I don't know, but I get a lot of people ask me to be friends and I just accept them because I need all the friends that I can get. Uh, <laughs> that's my policy. Uh, uh, but I don't impose and ask, will you be my friend? I, I'm not that bold. Uh, but... Uh, uh, but anyway, I, I accepted his friend request and then he wrote Om Narayan. So I said, Narayan is great. I responded back to him. Narayan is great. That's beautiful. So some people have that kind of aspiration. And the reason they have that kind of aspiration is because they've met devotees from that type of lineage. They develop a samskar for a reverential bhakti. And... Um, and so there's a type of bhakti for attaining that type of object, Narayan, who's overtly transcendental. He has four hands, so you know, this is God. Hmm? That's what it means. Sometimes a mother is busy with her two hands, and daughter is pulling on her, her, her skirt. Mommy, I want this. And she says, what do you think? I, I don't have four hands, okay? I've only got two hands. Hmm? So... Narayan has four hands. It means he's God. Hmm? Overtly. He, so he, he, it's, it's a way of saying it, of course, and he does have four hands, and, and he, he, he can do what two-handed people cannot do. Hmm? Uh, so, so some people, they have this samskar for this type of love, and so there's a kind of bhakti as a, as a path for that. Hmm? And the, the the motive will be pure. It's uttam bhakti, bhakti only for bhakti's sake. But the ideal that is pursued is a is a certain type of ideal, a, a reverential love. Hmm? Then, with inside of worshiping Narayan, Narayan has many faces, so many faces: Nishinga, Vamana, hmm? Kurma, Asankhya. Bhagavatam says, unlimited faces, the many faces of God. And so within the worship of Narayan, some become attracted to Ram. Some become attracted to Narasimha, uh, to, 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 to Vamandev, and so on and so forth. And so there are many types of devotees. Their bhakti is all uttam bhakti, but it's a little different. It's all vaidhi bhakti. I mean, it's all reverential bhakti. Hmm. But some of these forms of faces of Narayan, well, they're different than others. Some afford a little more intimacy than others, especially Ram. Hmm. A little more intimacy. He shows himself with a mother, with a father. Narayan has no father or mother, but Naram shows himself with a father and a mother. Hmm. He has brothers. Narayan has no brothers, no father, no mother. Hmm. He has a consort, Lakshmi, which he's always massaging his feet. Hmm? Serving him, hmm? so the different faces of Narayan, hmm? Hmm? and then there's Krishna. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. This is our perspective. Narayan is a, is a face of Krishna, and the many faces of Narayan hmm? have their genesis, their origin in Krishna. And then Krishna has different 
Leela's for in just a real basic sense. He has Leela in Dwaraka, in Mathura, and Vrindavan. Hmm? And so there are different kinds of devotees there. In Dwaraka, for example, sometimes Krishna shows forearms. Hmm? So it's a type of Vaidhi Bhakti there, fixed on Krishna. Mathura, a little more intimate, some mixture. Hmm? And Vrindavan, and they have the pure um, Madhurya, intimacy. Madhurya means sweet, Krishna's two-handed, and he's just like the other people there, kind of. He's one of them. He's a Brajabasi. They don't think of him as God, and so there's much intimacy. And this is the main face, then, of Raghunuga Bhakti. Hmm? There is some Raghunuga Bhakti in, in Dwarka, and also some in Vaikuntha, but the, but the term Raghunuga Bhakti coined by Rupa Goswami hmm? in, in, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he uses to refer to the Vrindavan Bhakti. Sijiva Goswami writing about it in Bhakti Sandarbha says, and Prahlad also, Rag Bhakti in Vaikuntha. So, so it has its range, this Rag Bhakti. Hmm? Um, but the full face of that, and what we refer to as the path of Raghunuga Bhakti, hmm? this is, is about following in the kind of love that the inhabitants of Vrindavan exhibit and personify um, and embody for Krishna, that kind of love. It's a very extraordinary kind of love. There you find Vatsalya Bhakti, you know, the term uh, parental love. You find a special kind of service, servitude, tinged with Sakya, with friendly love. You find pure friendly love. You find romantic love and some different types of friendly love and some different types of, of romantic love also. Hmm? Um, and there's a whole, in Vrindavan, there's a whole community there. It's like ordinary life. In Vaikuntha, it's not like that. It's not everybody in Vaikuntha has got a father and a mother and so forth. And, but in Vrindavan, it's like that. Hmm? That's why if you want to go to Vrindavan, you got to know who your father and mother is because that's what they're going to ask you right away. Who, who's your father? Who's your mother? This is a part of Rag Bhakti. In due course, we, 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 we develop a whole sense of self hmm, that uh, fits into the Vrindavan Leela. Hmm. So, um, so there, um, all the, there many, many, many varieties of Rag Bhakti are, um, are manifest. And, and so, Raghunuga Bhakti means means to follow those types of devotees, that type of love. Hmm? And that type of love is, is not calculated. That means they don't worship Krishna because Krishna should be worshipped, but they worship Krishna because they love Krishna. So that brings up a quandary, because how are you going to practice love when you don't have love? I talked about this the other night to some extent. Well, that's why we follow those who have the love. We kind of imitate them in a way, and we imitate them in a particular way. That means, okay, let's say you want to love um, like like uh, one of Krishna's friends in Vrindavan, like um, Sridham. Hmm? He's a Priyasaka, a certain kind of Sakyarasa. And he's the leader of the Priyasakas. Now let's say you want to love like him. So what will you do? How does he love Krishna? 
well, he loves him like a friend. And sometimes he wrestles with him and defeats him. Hmm? He goes cow herding with him. Hmm? Um, so, they, they go in the forest and they create different games and sports and play their hearts out and, and so forth. Hmm? Sometimes he serves Krishna. Sometimes Krishna serves him. This is the nature of Sakirasa. So if we want to follow in that kind of love, what should we do? Should we go out herding cows? Um, well, should we, should we, should we take the deity off the altar and wrestle with him and put him on the ground and say, hmm? no. So how will we follow that? Here's how we will follow that. First of all, we will be interested in that for a particular reason, because we've met some devotees who have a real affinity for that, and they, that has influenced our lives. And those devotees who have that kind of affinity, or any type of affinity for Vrindavan, hmm, they set a standard of conduct and worship in this world that you will do in this body, your practitioner's body. Hmm? So in your practitioner's body, you don't cultivate, let's say, friendly love for Krishna by imitating what the siddhas are doing in the leela hmm, in their spiritual bodies. No, you imitate and follow, really, hmm, you follow the devotees in this world, in their perfected practitioner's bodies, who show how to conduct yourself in such a way that you will get internally another body and an identity like Sridham, for example, and serve in the Leela. So there's these two forms, there's the Sadaka Deha in Raganuga Bhakti and the Siddha Deha. The Sadaka Deha, Deha means body, Sadaka means practitioner, so it's a practitioner's body, it's given by the Guru at the time of initiation. Hmm? He gives the mantra, he gives us practices, he gives us a, a, a or she gives us a way in which we will engage our body, which is made up of senses and our psychology our, and our, our mind, our sixth sense, hmm? such that that our senses and mind have the prospect for, as we cultivate and practice, to always be in touch with spiritual sense objects, with the spirit of serving, rather than with material sense objects for the spirit of enjoying, which is what our present body is made out of. You see, we think a spiritual body must be like... You know, like a ghost or something like that. Hmm? No. What makes our body material is that, that that our senses are being are are, are being employed <laughs> in relation to sense objects to try to dominate them and enjoy them hmm? for the purpose of pleasure of our senses. What makes a body spiritual is it's used for the pleasure of Rishikesh. This is part of Nard's uh, uh, definition of bhakti. Sarvapadi vinirmuktan. When your senses are engaged in the service of the master of the senses, that's bhakti. Hmm? That's spiritual. In this world, in this body, and so forth. So, so the, 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 the sadhaka teaches us. So we follow, for example, the, the example of the Goswamis. They were gopis. Hmm? They are gopis, but they appear here as cer- in a certain way in, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's leela. So we follow them, we follow our acharya, and, and we observe kadasi, we, we serve the guru, we chant japa, we worship the deity in a certain way. With our sadhaka deya, 
And internally, we have an ambition to enter the Leela, hmm? that, that will become more, uh, the cultivation of that ambition will become more prominent in our practice as our senses become more engaged spiritually and our mind as well and our heart becomes cleansed of other desires and so forth that distract us. And so, so the, the way of Raganuga Bhakti and the way of Bhaiti Bhakti are very similar, but the motivation behind them is different. Now, I said the motivation for Rag Bhakti is love. We don't have love, so what do we do? We, as I said, we attach ourselves to someone who has that kind of love, who's inspired us to, to, to attain Vrindavan Bhakti, hmm? and, and, or, or it doesn't even matter. He may not have even attracted us to Raghunuga Bhakti. We don't even know the term, but he's attracted us to himself. <laughs> we want to be with him or her, that person. Hmm? Charming, compassionate, kind, and they, 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 they're like the mirror of our prospect and so forth. So we find our guru like this. Hmm? And if our guru is a rag bhakta, then we want to be with, we want to follow them hmm? wherever, they, wherever they go. This is the idea. Hmm? So, of course, then he will or she will teach us about rag bhakti and, and our um, uh, ideal will will be refined as we use our sadhaka deha properly. Hmm? You gotta use your sadhaka deha. Everybody wants a siddha deha, but they don't care to use the sadhaka deha hmm, in a way that will give rise to a siddha deha. Hmm? That means you gotta perfect your sadhaka deha. I know a fellow, he got initiated, hmm? and then he asked his guru, he said, Gurudev, You've given me Harinam and, 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 and mantra and so forth and, and all, but, but I didn't get the, you know, the Siddha Deha. You didn't give me my spiritual body. He said, is there something wrong with what I did give you? Is there something wrong with that? Is that, that's not a, one, you use what I did give you. Hmm? Apply yourself with that. Hmm? This is the first thing. So to use the sadhaka deha properly, that will give rise to a siddha deha. So that how we do raga bhakti is like we're doing. What's the difference between that and vaidhi bhakti? Our goal is different. What is our goal? We want to be like Subal. We want to be like Sridham. We want to be like uh, like like Rupa Manjari, like uh, Rati Manjari. Rup Raganath, as may be the case. Hmm? We want Madurasa uh, 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 to be a follower of Radha. We want to be a follower of Krishna and Radha, Radha and Krishna. Different perspectives as it comes to us. So this is our ideal. Hmm? Again, we don't have a taste for it, but we're attracted to the idea nonetheless. And we're attracted to our Gurudev, hmm? who embodies that, so we want that. So we attach ourselves to such a sadhu, our Gurudev. This is Rag Bhakti. And although we're not entirely motivated by love, we don't get up for Mangal Arctic because when I'm just racing to go to Mangal Arctic to see Krishna and Balaram and their uh, uh, Gornitai, they're waking up now. We have to say, Gurudev has to say, go to Mangal Arctic, you should go to Mangal This is why. And, and so we hear all those things and therefore we go. So we're obviously not purely motivated only by by rag, by attraction, and driven there hmm? to go by that. 
But we are driven by the by the aspiration to to follow the ideal hmm, that has come before us by the grace of the Guru Parampara. So we attach ourselves to the representative of the Guru Parampara, and and we we follow the practices of Vaidhi Bhakti with the ideal in mind. We know his ideal is Rag Bhakti, so that is my ideal, Rag Bhakti. Now I'll do the practices of Vaidhi Bhakti that are appropriate, but not with an aspiration to go to Vaikuntha. No, with an aspiration to go to, to go to Rag to, to enter Vrindavan, number one and number two, or I should say number one, with a, with a desire to increase my eligibility for practicing Rag Bhakti, which certain things are required to fully practice Rag Bhakti because Rag Bhakti involves a lot of meditation internally and visualization. Hmm? But in order to meditate, you have to have a pure heart. Hmm? So so there is a, a necessity to pure the, purify the heart through the main practice being Nam. Nothing is more efficacious than chanting the name. Cheto Dharpana Marjanam. Mahaprabhu recommends. So this is the main practice. Hmm? It's true that Krishna and, and Krishna's name, chanting Krishna's name, Krishna's name is now different from Krishna. Krishna's leela is now different from Krishna. So if you can meditate on the leela or, me, or, or meditate on the name, what's the difference? Well, the difference is that it takes more qualification to meditate on the leela hmm, than it does on the name. Hmm. In fact, you can take advantage of the name without meditating, just by doing kirtan. Hmm, and it will qualify you. So this is the, the special quality of the name. Hmm. And so we, we take the name of Krishna, just like Puri Goswami Marsh once was, I was sitting with him, and someone was asking him about Raghunuga Bhakti, and he, and he chuckled, and, and, and he said, Baba, as he would say, one thing I can tell you this is, you will never attain Vrindavan Bhakti, you will never attain Rag Bhakti without offenselessly chanting Harinam. So it was like such a nice answer, like, you want all these higher things, but... You might want to just focus on offenselessly chanting because you're never going to get there without doing that. Hmm? So, it's our emphasis, emphasis. And the emphasis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Nam is the, is, is the way. Hmm? And Nam, Kirtana Prabhavi Smarana Subhavi, means, also means Kirtan, is the, is the main way. And, 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 and there are different forms of Kirtan, even, even preaching, like I'm doing, this is a form of Kirtan. Hmm? So this will, um, this kirtana, smarana, kirtana prabhavi smarana swabhavi, by the power of kirtan, the mind will be arrested. Just like I was talking with Mangaldar today, and he's going out and learning book distribution. I told him this is a, this is a, this is a service in which you're under extreme, extreme austerity. Hmm? I mean, it's not like, well, I, extreme austerity is like going living in a cave, uh, eating whatever people bring me. Hmm? Uh, it's cold. I'm in the Himalayas. I can wear ashes only. This is, this is how we'll think of extreme austerity. But he's going out, standing on a street, you know, Telegraph Avenue or University Avenue somewhere, and he's just trying this. And he and, and he's got to he's got to stand there for hours hmm? and talk to people and try to try to in a real encapsulated nutshell form, tell them something about the, the Bhagavad Gita in such a way that they will be inspired to take the Bhagavad Gita and change, have their, the course of their life changed. Hmm? So his mind 
His intelligence has to be used to think. His mind, he's praying constantly to Krishna and Guru Maharaj. Guru Maharaj, give me the power. You are good at this. You asked me to do it. You give me your blessing. Give me something to say. And then he finds some words. And he said, and sometimes, sometimes, I became very blissful. I, 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 I went beyond my mind, beyond my intellect, beyond my senses. And it was it was comforting and more. Hmm? It, I, and I, not that he's never experienced that before, but it, it is ex- when you press your mind, you press your intelligence, you pr- you, you 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 exercise your your senses very very extremely, hmm? if you will, in Krishna's service. Then you're going to go beyond. Hmm? Hmm? When you max out. Hmm? The utilization of your sadhakadeya in Krishna service with its, with its aspects of intellect, mind, and senses in any service, when you become absorbed in the service, hmm, then you, with these faculties, you go beyond. Hmm? You get a glimpse. And oh, it's so confirming, isn't it? Hmm? Oh, nothing like that. Hmm? It's not like smoking marijuana. It's not like taking... LSD. It's not like winning the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's not like getting an award for this or that or happiest moment my child was born or some. These are all just shadows of that. Hmm? Hmm? And and I want to stay in the association where that where that I can have that where that can come. Hmm? And then I come back and I see the deity with a new eye. Hmm? And then I I I I do wake up. Spontaneously. This is how you gradually get absorbed, and you do wake up spontaneously for the Arctic. And you want to have the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of Radhamata, of, of uh, Dauji Gopal, and, and so forth. And life is, yeah, is, 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 is exciting. Everything becomes alive. Everything becomes alive. Everything has meaning. The meaning of everything. You know the meaning of everything. Krishna's arranged this. Krishna, oh, and here's this guy has come into our temple. Ah, what is his background? Something we know. He's come, and, he, and uh, everything starts to make sense. This is actually the, the, the samadhi of bhakti. Everything starts to make sense. Hmm? And it's, it makes no sense, but <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> to some people it's very, uh, it seems very uh, <laughs> bizarre and crazy, but everything... <laughs> and you want to say, I, I, I wish I could show this to you, but you can't. You have to come in and experience it. Hmm? So... So the point here is by exercising the sadhaka deha hmm, properly, hmm, then we can get these kind of glimpses. I am an atma. Hmm, there's a prospect for me in bhakti. Hmm, it will come. Hmm, and attra- attraction for bhakti will come. Attraction for the object of bhakti, for 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 Krishna, and in a particular way at the later stages of sadhana bhakti, hmm, and and then. Then an identity, an attachment to the object of bhakti comes to Brajananda and Krishna. That attachment forms identity. So our attachments in this world, that forms our material identity. So attachment to Krishna, that will give rise to a spiritual identity. So you use your sadhaka deya properly under the direction of the guru, who's teaching about raga bhakti. We call this, to follow this, we call this Ajato Ruchi Raganuga Bhakti. It's kind of an oxymoron because Rag Bhakti is about love and taste, and it says without taste Raganuga Bhakti. Hmm? 
Raganuga sadhana, the practice of Raganuga without a taste. It's based on a taste. Well, there's a little taste. What is the taste? I like my guru. <laughs> and I like what he teaches, what she teaches, and I want to follow that. And I must have that. So I attach myself there. And how do I attach myself there? I do the things that my Gurudev does. I see, oh, he comes to Mangalarti, he chants and he enthusiastically. And, uh, so I will chant enthusiastically, even though I'm not enthusiastic. I think I'm enthusiastic to be like that, so he does that. So that's how devotees act. Of course, we don't roll on the ground, and Gurudev doesn't do that either, because he, doesn't, doesn't <laughs> he wants to teach an example that we can, we can, we can follow and so forth. Hmm? And so he teaches us how to use the sadhaka day. And as we use it, then the Siddha Deha arrives. Then our internal pra- meditative practices and so forth. So this is the eligibility that we pray for. So we pursue Raghunuga Bhakti in two respects, three respects. We do the Vaidhi Bhakti, it means the practices. Our motivation is different because we don't want reverential love, we want sweet love, hmm? like Vrindavan. Hmm? That's our ideal. Hmm? And so we, we, we pray appropriately. How do we pray appropriately to attain our ideal in the beginning stages? We pray, O Tulsi Devi, Seva Adhikadhyaya. Seva Adhikadhyaya. Every morning we sing like this. We are we are prostrating ourselves, Om Brindai Tulsi Devi Priyaya Keshava Sacha. We are praying before Tulsi. This is, she is the representation of, of the whole Vrindavan, hmm? the ground on which the Krishna Leela is, the forest is serving in every way, facilitating the, 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 the Leelas of Krishna. We pray to Vrindadevi, Seva Adhikari give me Dhyay, Adhikar, hmm? eligibility for this Rag Seva. Hmm? Give me eligibility for that. It's not that we are fully eligible, hmm? but by grace, we have some eligibility. The door has been cracked open to us of the possibility through our Guru Parampara. So we attach ourselves there. Hmm? And we pray that I want to attain Vrindavan and I pray, give me eligibility for all that is involved hmm, to effectively uh, uh, tread the, 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 uh, the, the path hmm, for Rag Bhakti. And so give me my, my, my heart will be cleansed for a purpose, that it may be filled with meditations on, on, on Krishna naturally. In other words, kirtana prabhavi smaranasvapa, by the force of kirtan, the mind will be arrested. Just like I was giving the example of Mangalar. He's got to think, how much his mind has to be absorbed? What am I going to say to this guy? Uh, uh, you know, if I said, just go sit in the cave, hear your beads, chant, always remember Krishna, hmm? love Krishna. Oh, your mind will start thinking, is there anything, what am I going to eat? And other desires and things will, will arise. It would be difficult for you to fully consume your mind. Some sects of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, they say like this, you know, here's your name and then you are this Manjari and you go and meditate and see you later. They come all the way from Bengal to somewhere in Vrindavan, one pilgrimage, get initiated and go back home and, and so forth. And Bhakti Siddhan Sarasri Thakur, under the inspiration of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he had a different idea for this. Same principle, and it's fully supported by the scripture. The power of kirtan, the power of the spiritual practice will give rise naturally to the eligibility, and the and, and at that time, the 
the, the incorporation of practices that are central to rag bhakti, hmm? meditation on the siddha deha. That's a gift that will come, that eligibility. Hmm? And it's a very high thing, so it may not have come fully in this life. Still, you attach yourself to this ideal. Hmm? Uh, don't be impatient. Hmm? Don't be. Don't think that I, I want the fruit from the tree, but I'm not willing to dig a hole in the ground. Why should I dig a hole in the ground? I want a fruit that's up there. You're telling me to dig it down. I want to reach up. Hmm? No, that's a that's fa- a fantasy. Hmm? There are no fruits like that that don't have roots. Hmm? There are no trees with without without roots and that, that produce fruits. First, they have to be rooted. You have to dig a hole. You have to put the seed in. You have to cover it. You have to water, take care of it. You have to weed it and so forth. In time, it will grow. Then, then you will see it's growing. You'll be encouraged. And there, there will be blossoms will come. Flowers will come. Flowers will come. And you know, flower is coming. Fruit is coming. Hmm? At this stage, when flower comes, then you get ready for the fruit. Hmm? Yeah, then you, 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 you tell them in the market, I've got fruits. I've got fruits now. You line up, start lining up your customers. Flowers coming, blossom, flower, and then, and then the fruit starts to bud, and and, and so forth. So, so, so in this way, this is some explanation of why there are different kinds of bhakti. There are many other kinds of bhakti too, and there are reasons for that. But that would that would be um, a longer uh, discussion. You can read Bhakti Sandarbha for that. And that will spin your head on different kinds of bhakti, but. These are the basic kinds, and this is in Uttam Bhakti, which we're concerned with, Shuddha Bhakti, these two divisions, Rag and Vaidhi Bhakti. And they're there basically because some people live in Vaikuntha. And when the Guru Parampara from Vaikuntha comes, when that Bhakti comes through that, then people become interested in that, and they go, Om Narayan. And we say, Narayan is great. We offer our obeisances to Narayan, and we love Krishna. So, uh, all of Rag Bhakti is very nice because everything is in Rag Bhakti. The whole Varnashram is in Rag Bhakti. Vaidhi Bhakti is inside of Rag Bhakti. As I said, if you go to Golok Vrindavan, there will be all the Varnashram rules will be followed there. Hmm? It's all superficial. It's it's just the social structure, and everybody's a Vaidhi Bhakta of Narayan. They all worship Narayan. Ananda Maharaj worships Nishringadev in Nishila, Nishila in his home. Hmm? But he, as I said before, he does Artik, but his mind is somewhere else. Hmm? His mind is on Krishna, my son. Hmm? You understand? This is his, his bhakti. Artificially or superficially, he's doing Vardhi bhakti. Superficially, there's all his Varnashram. Hmm? Hmm? They worship the sages, the jnanis come, the old Durvas, hmm? Gargacharja, hmm? Narada. All these Vaidhi Bhakti, they pay great respect, obeisance to them, worship them. Hmm? And meanwhile, they are the highest ideal of, uh, of a devotion themselves. And they are our ideal. The inhabitants of Vrindavan, the devotees of Krishna, they, they personify our, our ideal. We're not interested in Krishna, but we're interested in love of Krishna. And they, in our Guru Maharaj, and through Guru Parampara, 
embodies, personifies that love of Krishna. Hmm? And that's where Krishna is. Krishna is inside of love of Krishna. So, does that help? Yeah. So, long answer. Any, um, any other comments on that? Discussion? I can't see you guys, but... Um, now's the time. Is there voice on here, or did you mute it? No. They're not saying anything, so maybe they... Uh, oh, they can hear us, yeah, okay. Any question? What's the, what's the time? 7.35. Yes, Trent. Um, you mentioned chanting inoffensively. Um, the way I try and chant is that I try and do two things. I, I try and focus my attention really hard on the, the vibration of the words, and also I try to cultivate love. I didn't know if one of those practices is more important than the other to focus on the name or to focus on the love or... Yeah, well, you want to chant and listen to the sound, as you put it, to the vibration. Just listen. And the, and you want to do it in a heartfelt way. Like, if you want to focus your mind, the best way is to give your heart because the mind will go wherever your heart is. So if you if you if you if you, so you you try to this is the best way to control the mind to try to chant with love so you you can feel it when you're exercising your heart you can feel it As, um, you know and you, you can feel it I'm exercising my heart or I'm just just exercising my <laughs> my my tongue hmm? am I making a sound or am I actually you can feel it from your chest you, you know I'm giving myself. Hmm? with your heart. So you try to do that and listen to the sound and that's the best way to pay attention and that's the best way to overcome offenses. What's also important for overcoming offenses in chanting is to to um, um, cultivate the sambandagyan, the knowledge of, of bhakti, so to speak. Um, and if we, the more we Inquire that the more we will understand the the truth about nam nam tattva, and we won't misunderstand nam. Hmm? Uh, there are there are ten offenses to the chanting, and if you study the the teachings, then you can you won't commit some of them. Um, so you should you should learn like you, know, we should, uh, you shouldn't offend Vaishnavas. That's an offense to the name. Hmm? They give the name. You shouldn't offend them. Hmm? Um, to to, dis, to disregard the guru, hmm? that's an offense to the name. Because we get the name directly, I mean specifically from the guru. And a blessing to chant. To, uh, and so we can't, we don't think, well, I don't need a guru, I'll just chant. That will be to disregard the guru. And this is the way in which Krishna chooses to reveal himself. And so you, if you try to go around that, so to speak, then the name won't show himself fully to you. Hmm? That's another. Or, you know, to think, uh, the uh, to interpret the name to mean something other than the name is not different than Krishna. And people do this and stuff. And there's a lot of, well, there's ten of them. Hmm? To to think that, well, the name is very powerful and efficacious for purifying me, so, hey, this is great. I can, I can uh, do 
wrong things over here. And then tonight, before I go to bed, I'll chant a little bit and I'll cover both sides. And so that that's that won't that will be offensive. The name will hold back, won't reveal himself. So you learn those and learn the philosophy, then that will help you to chant attentively, because you're learning about the teaching that you know, corresponds with it and so forth. So you have more than um, capacity to pay attention to what you're doing if you know, the more you know what it is and how it works. But the, those two things you're doing, then, good, very good, very basic. And I don't want to say basic in a, in a, in a derogatory sense or in a lesser sense, in a very fundamental and, and um, foundational. And uh, you're doing the right thing. What else? I have a little question. Okay. How can lust be transcendental? How can love be transcendental? No, lust. How can lust be transcendental? Uh, okay. Um, lust is not transcendental. Hmm? No. But um, the love of the gopis for Krishna looks like lust. So sometimes it's given that name, calm. It looks like it. But it's not. Why it's not? Why it looks like it? Because it, well, it looks like it. Hmm? Mm-hmm. But why it's not? Because the, the motivation inside is entirely different. Lust is a selfish motive. <coughs> love is a selfless motive. So the gopis love, if you study very carefully, you see they, on, on the surface, Radharani might not be very attractive even. Hmm? But if you look inside, her mentality, as revealed by the acharyas, then you be charmed by her. Think how selfless she is. Oh goodness, mm-hmm. she may push herself forward, mm-hmm. for example, but only because she knows at that moment only I can please Krishna. If some other gopi could please him more, I would push her, her forward. We don't know that without having heard from the acharyas. We think, well, Radharani, she's uh, yeah, she seems a little pushy. Or something, you know. No, no, no. Her, if you study carefully, you see. Oh, she's only, only living for pleasing Krishna in every possible way, and then the, the way that plays itself out, well, is the way that you interact in love. Hmm? But the motive is different. It's entirely different. Entirely selfless. Hmm? Again, karma is. What is it? Kamendriya Pritibancha. Kamendriya. Kamendriya Pritibancha. Love of the senses, that's calm. Hmm? Krishnendriya. Pritibancha. Same thing. Pritibancha. And the desire for, for pleasing your senses, that is lust. And Krishnendriya. Indriya means senses. Icha means desire here. The desire for satisfying the senses of Krishna, that is prem. Hmm. They look on the surface the same, but motivation inside is, is is like the difference between the sun at noon and the dark moon night. Hmm. They are completely opposite. So they are opposite worlds. Hmm. But it's the spirit. The material world looks something like the spiritual world. Why? Because kama is kind of a shadow of prem. Hmm? So we're living in the shadows here. That's why the spiritual world looks like. It's not like 
we're importing, as I was saying the other day, culturally, the material world to the spiritual world and projecting something material into the spiritual world. No, the, the whole material world hmm, is a is a is a reflection or a shadow of the spiritual world. Hmm? You understand? It's a very interesting point. Hmm? So there's movement there, and like there is here, there are forms and customs, <laughs> and, and and so forth, and 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 those customs will in, in forms and so forth will will correspond with different types of of love. Hmm? Hmm. Even there can be Peter and Paul and angels at the gate and so forth. Hmm? If that's the kind of love, and it's ego effacing and. And uh, we were talking about this the other day. Hmm. So, many faces of God, we said, right? Ryan has many faces. Hmm. And that's why we have a face. Hmm. We, the human life is, 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 the, uh, is the life in which we pursue the spiritual life. So, there's some similarities. Hmm. So, good. Well, it's very nice sitting with you. We are all very... Sad to announce that Namruchi will be leaving us for some time, uh, but uh, certainly Krishna has something in mind for her in in Europe, and uh, that's we'll, she will be finding out and telling us, letting us know uh, how how he's um, uh, moving in a, in a crooked way and. <laughs> and uh, teaching about himself. Hmm. So we give our blessing to you for a safe journey and and to uh, remember Krishna and continue your cultivation of love and bhakti and find your way back to Madhavan. In no- November you're coming back, right? November 3rd? Okay, so everybody, please give your well wishes to her. She's going to travel and, and alone. Hmm? without another devotee by her side. Uh, and uh, there may be instances where she doesn't have a good association, so you share your heart with her and, and uh, try to bring her into memories of Audarya, where she served mm, so nicely when she first met me and then here for so long now. That's a... Uh, you're a fixture here in Manavan. You just you bring tears to my eyes to think of all the service you've done and all the so many um, the way in which you your characteristic quality is, is very uh, commendable because you you can hear and most people can't even hear and then then there are those who can hear but they cannot put it in practice and change. So I've seen in you, you can hear and you can change. So you have a bright future. Jai. Sisi Madhavan ki jai, Adaryadam ki jai, Gauratinanda ki jai, Dajigopal ki jai, Shisaragrahi ki jai, Shigorada Madhava ki jai, Gaur Bhaktabinda ki jai, Vaishnav Seva ki jai, Gaur Premanande.